Bobby Lashley's coming from the same background as Brock Lesnar with all the MMA. His his Bellator record is fifteen and two. Like he's been he was dominating over there. Yep. And for him to go into a match, hopefully with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam would be amazing. I mean, we already seen Brock versus Roman more than once. We've seen it about what four times already? Yeah. Easily. They could have easily put the belt on him at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which I still think he won because he wasn't the first one to hit to hit the mat. He was still on the cage when they broke the cage, and Brock Lesnar rolled through the mat. Mm-hmm. But they gave it a Brock. I don't know what happened there. I felt like it was just flubbed, but it is what it is. And to be honest with you, there's one thing that really, really pissed me off about the event. And that was the fans. Oh. I'm sorry, yo. I'm a fan as well. But that countdown they did to the best match on the card, which was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler, was beyond disrespectful. At least to the wrestlers in the ring. They're counting down every minute. They count down to either 10, 9, 8, 7, whatever, to 5, 4, 3, 2. That right there pissed me off. Like, how are you not paying attention to the clinic that's being put on in that map. Well, I, I honestly thought it was pretty funny, but... It was funny, the first, like, two, three minutes. But for it to go on throughout the whole match... Those those are your WWE fans. Like, that's what we do. Like, I've been... You don't see that happen in New York. You're not going to see that happening in Chicago. Bro, you see... LA. You see a beach ball being bounced all through the stadium. And people are going with it. And at one time, John Cena and I think Seth Rollins but look, went with it. But it's it's funny. You remember I, you remember the event when we were there? Yeah. And Cesaro just just jumped the gate, yeah, took the beach ball, and popped it. it. That's yeah, what yeah. a lot of these motherfuckers need to do now, man. Because wow. to be honest, it's disrespectful. Especially during a, an amazing match. Like if it was a match between um, Hornswoggle and, uh, and what's his name? Uh... What's his name? The little little Italian dude. Yeah, yeah, like whatever. But you know, like then whatever. I guess you're bored. But when you got guys like Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, when you got Cesaro and Sheamus in the ring, when you got like a like somebody like Roman Reigns, like there's no need for that. I understand, but mate, you know, it's the fans. The fans made this, makes this what it is. Really, the chance. The, the chants are cool. All, all like, of it. It's it's all of it, and a, a lot of it gets blurred out. You know, oh, you can't hear it because the production blurs it out, so the you know the, the fans at home won't hear it. But a lot of things get said during these segments, and and, and people do crazy shit. Yeah, Hop over the gate, get speared. You know, like people do crazy shit, yeah. and I it's a part I of this. It. It's a part of entertainment. Like that's what you do. I can't. I I, I just can't. We was there. We were screaming at the wrestlers going crazy. Like, you yeah, know, that was only one voice. Everybody being on the same page is pretty that, cool. But that whole, that countdown thing, it just takes away. It takes away from what's happening in the ring. Stop it it tells me that they're not, but like, you're going to do that during a match like that, though? Uh-huh. People, you know, the, you know, these fans, like I said, the fans, some, some fans drink and they just go with it. And then, you know. You've been there. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. Damn, bro, I, I just it just really grind my gears. That shit really pissed me off. I, I just what do you, what do you think? That. What do you think about the B team winning the? the I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. You know why? 
why? Because Please I've been waiting. Good reason why. To be honest, I, I'm a fan of Curtis Axel. I think he's amazing in the ring. You know, they're not letting him use his full potential into what he really could do in that ring. But man, what they did afterwards when they won the championships, when they went on the the Raw Talk, I think they call it. Uh-huh. Yo, the way they celebrated having those titles, they had like a little like luge off the table. Both Dallas went sliding off that. Like, ah, yeah! Like, yo, he was... They were just so animated and so, you know... Yeah, that's... that's like, how are, you not gonna, how are you not gonna like that? Because it's so animated. Like I love said, it. What, uh, all, you know, all, all of our, all of the wrestlers, all, all of the guys that we grew up watching, or the guy on your shirt. Yeah, but... He made a little coffee cream look like the best thing you could do in a promo. Yeah, man. Cream rises to the top. I'm the cream of the top. Ooh, yeah. Once again, there's there's other guys that are probably more worthy of uh, having those belts. Yeah. The, B, the B team is cool. Don't get me wrong. They're transitional like, they, they, champions. Their whole, their whole thing, is what they got going on is pretty cool. You know, for like the, the younger crowd, like the young kids and stuff like but that. you need that. It's a different era, yeah, man. Yeah, but I don't need them as champions. I don't need them representing Raw Tag Team Champions right Listen, now. Listen, to me, they, they're looking like what they call a transitional champion. They just need somebody to hold it down for a bit until they give it to the big dogs. I feel like that's going to probably be AOP. Well, then they should have been... AOP down. or even maybe Dolphin uh, Dolphin McIntyre. Yeah. That would be nice. You know, but I really like the fact that they won, man. I, I, I like the theatrics. I like how they're so, so over the top. Like, it, it's... To me, it's a good thing. But, um, like you said... The AJ Styles Rusev match. Yeah, that was that. Really that nice. I I know a lot of people probably wanted Rusev to win, but this was actually a, a coming out party for Rusev because I feel like he was able to display his skills, show the WWE universe that he is championship material, and one day he can be a champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he got a big fan base, so mm-hmm. like. It'll flow like it'll be big. Yeah, he's he'll definitely bring back be a like big. a European title or something, or you know, they, that's what they should probably do. Have another title. You think so? Yeah. Everybody thinks they have too many, but then um, look at all the all the titles they got in New Japan. Yeah. And the guys, guys put those titles over. You know. Exactly. So you see, like AJ Styles when he and John Cena when they got those uh, United States titles. Yeah. Nobody wanted the title, really. Like, it was a title, but it was like a... Okay, yeah, title, whatever. Yeah. Those two they put dudes, it on the map. Yeah, they put that title on the map. And now Nakamura has a title. Yeah. Which was a saddest fight I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. But I think I think it was all to... Yeah, but, You know, to move it on. You know I what I'm saying? Know, they, they're trying to bring out that that good heel version of Randy Orton, bro. Give me a... At least give me a match. I wanted to see the, the title switch hands in a good match. That match was pretty, like, oh, disappointing. I don't know. There's been there's been squash championship matches before. Yeah. You know, but, like, one that really comes to mind is uh, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the world title. Okay. All he did was that. hit him with a bro kick because he was too busy getting a kiss from AJ. 
Hit him with a bro kick, one, two, three. I think that the match lasted like nine seconds. Right? And then you also have Ultimate Warrior when he uh, he squashed Honky Tonk Man. And at that moment, Honky Tonk Man was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. And I think he still holds that record. And those matches that I just named, those matches were actually matches that people still to this day talk about. And it's just moments. This right here is a moment. You know what I mean? Because... Shinsuke still being that devious heel where he's winning it by cheating. You know, like the referee had his had his back turned. He gave him the low blow. CJ, you know, then they see Jeff Hardy. He was like all messed up, and then the the ref was like, "Are you still are you still down to go? Are you still all right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah ring the said, bell." Yeah, ring the bell. As soon as he said ring the bell, this guy was ready to hit him with that knee. You know what I'm saying? And boom, one, two, three. Yeah, cause it's cabo. You know what I'm saying? I understand, but like I said, I still wanted to see a match. Those no, are two. Do- those are two. Wars, those are two great, great wrestlers. But then they gave us a they gave us a really good match and on SmackDown, and then that whole feud with Orton is like simmering right now. Did you see what he did, bro? You know how like Jeff Hardy has like the big ear, the yeah, big the, uh, the big ear piercings. Yeah, yeah. He took it, put his finger through it, yeah. and then started stretching it. I'm like, ah. But you know what? That that's the heel Orton that everybody loves. Orton is always better as a heel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's gonna I think he's gonna have a rejuvenation in his career. There's some experience. And yo, listen man, don't be don't be shocked if he's in the world title picture or he gets traded to Raw and he's on that universal title joint. But I also think if he does get traded to Raw and he's in their universal title picture it would have to be with a face as the champion. Because they can't go back from what he's doing right now. Like what he's doing right now is gonna be great for T V and it's gonna it's gonna bring in a whole new a whole new self of him. And it's gonna be great. I can't wait for it. So what's up, Shice? Talk to me. No, like I like I said before, like you asked me if Extreme Rules, why was it, you know, why I didn't like it. And I guess, you know, just watching the G1 all these weeks and, you know, ROH <laughs> and things like that. No, seriously, like, the, no, I know, I know, the I expectation know. of wrestling right now is, like, on a different level. So, when I go to watch WWE, you know, the bigger brand, the, you know, like, the, yeah. the, the strong, powerful company, I'm expecting something better. And now watching the extreme rules and just you know the shit that goes on like the the, the squash matches and the the switching belts with the tag teams you know like I don't know like that's why I'm favoring more New Japan and Ring of Honor because of shit like that and I expect more out of these pay per views. But I'm seeing like- more in NXT. I'm seeing more in in some of the you know Raw segments. Yeah. But NXT has, like, an eclectic group of wrestlers. You know, like, they have so many different... But they still can't, like... They still can't be on the main roster, though. Yeah, yeah. They can't. Well, Adam Cole's ready, I think. No, Adam Cole's ready, but he needs his run with the the new title. He needs to solidify that title and make it mean something. That's why they have him running with it. You know? But I think a lot of the stuff that goes on with the storytelling and 
how it's being built up, they're using the pay-per-view events in order to build up those stories because most of their money is just in TV now. The money is not in pay-per-views anymore. They're not looking at pay-per-view buys anymore. Everybody has a WWE network. Everybody's watching it for $10 a month. What they have to do is build the storylines within the TV shows they have because they're getting all this money right now. They got a couple billion dollars right now to put it on TV. They got to build it through TV. Have those viewers wanting to watch the product. Yeah. Well, you know what I did find interesting? Was the Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens match. I love the fact he threw him off the cell. That... That you know, was amazing. I expected a boring match, and I knew that was I knew that match wasn't going to be boring and with Kevin Owens. You know, it was predictable. The whole like of getting um, handcuffed to the rope thing and him breaking it, going up like a monster. But when anybody gets thrown off a cage like that, it's worth seeing. <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth seeing. And yo, know, like taking that fall and that whole damn, that was awesome. Yo, dude. Kevin Owens was awesome. That, and then he had his little, like, homages to, like, certain wrestlers. Yeah. You know, when he did the, with the goodbye, the CM Punk goodbye, and then that fall right there, that that was, that was easily, easily a a homage to Mankind when he fell off the cell. And you know what the greatest part about the match was? Kevin Owens won. Yeah. Because they were on top of that steel cage. He threw him off. First person to hit the floor, kid. <laughs> First person to hit the floor is going to win. And I like that. But, like I said before, Braun Strowman can't be running around with a briefcase, bro. He makes that briefcase look like... Yo, you remember back in the days, like in the 50s, where like the kids used to have the the strap around their books and they'd just hold it? Yeah. That's what he looks like, bro. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, like I said, I don't, I don't see him being champion anyway. Like, he's, like I said, he's born, but I just think, I just think it's too much of a tease, and it's just they should have had, like I said, Finn Balor win it. But you know, it, we're there and here with that, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But moving on, um, as have? you know, what happened? Yeah, okay. talk to me. You talk about Finn Balor. I was about to say, what, what do you talk about that Finn Balor Baron Corbin match? It was good. I felt like it got Corbin over a little bit because yeah. he got to he got to show himself off. But if Finn didn't win that, I was gonna be like, "Yo, dude, what are they doing with this guy then?" You yeah. know. So they gave him that win. They had to give him that win just because he's been all in all in these multi men tag match. No, not tag matches, but multi men matches and never winning it. Like, I wish he would have won the triple threat match. Everybody was waiting, and they, they felt like it was going to happen. Then he didn't win. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah, whatever, you know? Like, it is what it is. It happens, and it happens. But another thing, Kane was with that walking boot in the ring. Yeah. So they were saying that um, he got injured during the go-home show of SmackDown before Extreme Rules. In a way, this is uh, a blessing gift and a curse. Blessing yeah. in disguise. Blessing in disguise for Daniel Bryan because I, I'll be honest, I was never with the Team Hell No reunion. I know you weren't as well. Right. Especially the merch. The merch was garbage. 
I mean the the cane mask with the with, with the two hands up with the yes, I, I, all that was just garbage. It was just garbage merch. I'm pretty sure they didn't sell much of that. Just very garbage merch. I wasn't feeling that whatsoever. Right now, what they did on SmackDown when they try to have like that funeral when uh Miz was having the funeral for yeah. Team Hell No. Yeah. And Danny Bryan came out, did his business. I mean, that right there is is the culmination. Everything coming in together. And it's going to be great because when these two finally collide in the ring, it's going to be a great match. And Dave Meltzer is going to hate. Yeah, man. And Daniel Bryan deserves it, bro. Because, you know, like, he's a good wrestler. He's he's top-notch guy. And his contract's about to be up in September. So WWE wants to treat him good because if not, Everybody's gonna, he's going to do what everybody's doing, going to the overseas and doing the New Japan or Ring of Honor because he knows he's going to get not more money, but probably as much money and more shine, more shine. Like, that's what you want when you're a wrestler like that. No, definitely, but I still think that they're building towards something with him. I hope and so. And having this match with Miz is, it's, I think, something he wants. And there's years, years of storytelling with it. When he was coming up and he was in, he was in, uh, what was it, NXT? Not NXT, but um, that show where they were building up wrestlers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. His coach was The Miz. You know, like, there's years of building up animosity between each other. And I feel like him going to New Japan or ROH, it makes no sense. I could understand when Cody went because he had nothing going for himself. He was starting to fall out of love with wrestling at the moment. And him adventuring off into the indies and doing what he did and actually doing wonderful within ROH and New Japan and all these other indie, indie wrestling promotions. I mean, it rejuvenated his career and gave him, gave him the love back that he was looking for in pro wrestling. You know? So I, I feel like Daniel Bryan, his best bet is to stay with WWE because... He has a lot going for himself, and there's so much more to do with him now that he's healthy. And, you know, there's rumors going around already. They're talking about that he already uh, he already read up his deal with the, with the Fed, but nobody knows exactly if that's true. It's just rumors and innuendo, how Bruce Pritchard and uh, <laughs> Conrad Thompson would say. Yeah, I hope so, man. He deserves it, like I said. So He definitely deserves it. He definitely deserves a new deal, mm-hmm. and... Be handsomely played for it. Nope. You know what I mean? But don't. But, yeah. but um, besides all that, another thing with SmackDown was that match between AJ Styles and El Ido, the boy Andrade Cien Almas. That kid is going to be a star. That kid, one day will be WWE champion. I'm going to say that. He's going to be the next Hispanic wrestler that's going to make it big within WWE. He's going to have a following soon. Right now, the people are not really, really, you know, taking into him. But once he, once he goes to that next gear and becomes that heel, like that Spanish heel, like... Um, like oh, a God. Eddie Guerrero, man. Like Eddie like, Guerrero, yes. Last, Perfect. Last, I wasn't even going to say yeah. Eddie Guerrero, 
I was gonna say this other guy that, that was with Paige. Oh yeah, um, fucking yeah, woman beater. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, Del Rio. But I think he's gonna be bigger than that. I feel like he's gonna get on Rey Mysterio level to get that championship title, and he's gonna hold it for a while. I mean, when he did it in NXT, he did it. He did it with some style, some pizzazz, like, and he put a lot of twists on it. And listen. With a hot female like Selena Vega right by him, he he got he's going places, man. That kid's going places, and I can't wait. I can't wait till he gets his shot. And I feel like this right here, like I said for Rusev earlier against the match with AJ, AJ's letting these guys have their come out party. Like he's not dominating a match. He's letting them do what they do. Letting them look great in the ring. He's gonna get the win, but letting them look amazing in the ring. To the point where it looks like he can really, really yeah. be, you know, that one person that can really, you know, challenge for that title. And that's what a great wrestler does, man. Yes, that's what a great wrestler does, and that's what AJ is. Exactly. And I, I love it. I love it. That was one of my high points for SmackDown. There wasn't really nothing that really intrigued me about Raw. I mean, Raw, they had that two, the two triple threat matches. Like I said, I wish... Finn Balor would have won it. I like the fact uh, Bobby Lashley won the next. You know? But we're going to have Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns again. I know the mass does not feel that. They, they, they're already thinking, oh, that's it. Roman's going to beat him. And then we're going to have Roman and Brock for, um, for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Or we're going to just have a triple threat match because these both, both these guys are going to be counted out. So it's going to be a triple threat match at SummerSlam. I hope Bobby Lashley beats him clean again. And Roman Reigns just has one of those promos where they do on the side, side of the ramp with Renee Young. And just talks about how he thinks he needs to time off from the business. And he thinks that he doesn't deserve any type of accolades or nothing. And he just goes away for like two, three months. Let the crowd miss him. If the crowd don't miss him, let him come back the way The Rock did. Just straight heel. When The Rock when the Rock came back off the injury, the first thing he did, he joined the Nation of Domination. Nation, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Became a heel and became the hottest thing, bro. And then him and Triple H had a crazy back and forth with the IC title. He needs something like that. I feel like Roman Reigns really needs something like that. They're not going to turn him heel. Out of nowhere, like, boom, turn him like that. He needs time off. Then nobody sees him. And then, boom. Come back. Come back. Come back with a vengeance. That's what I think that needs to happen. But that's all I really got for Raw. I mean, with Raw, like, I wasn't really too, too fond, too big on it. But there's a lot of other things that was happening in uh, the world of professional wrestling, especially in the news part. They reinstated Hulk Hogan to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, brother. Uh, Welcome back, Hollywood. When, <laughs> when I first really heard the taping of him, it's bad. It is. It. I mean, it's really bad. And then for him to come out and say that 
not not even apologizing for it. Like he came out and said that you know he's like oh you know. You know that that was a different time. That's not me now. Sorry, brother. Like he. Like if you said what you just said. Own up to it, and admit that it was a mistake. He hasn't owned up or admitted that it was a mistake, and that really bothers me, especially as, you know, a black Latino out here growing up. I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. I thought Hulk Hogan was the was one of the best niggas out. The only one that rivaled Hulk Hogan for me was Macho Man, especially when Macho Man was a heel. I just, for some reason, I, I like the character, but Hulk Hogan always went over it. Everybody who was watching wrestling in the 80s and 90s could say the same. And for him not to own up to his mistake and just think by him doing all this charitable work and being a part of the Boys and Girls Club and all the other stuff, like, that's not enough. Like, you got to say something, bro. I know he talked to all the talent before Extreme Rules, and a lot of the, you know, the minority talent, you could say, oh, a lot of the black lot and browns, they, black weren't, they weren't with it, you know what I mean, they, the New Day and Titus O'Neil, they really put out really, really good statements about what happened, like, it was, and they weren't too was, happy, no, no, they weren't too happy, but they expressed themselves in a positive way, it was very articulate, the way they expressed themselves, and... I give him all the respect for that. And they're, they're willing you know? to forgive him. They're willing to forgive him if they see the change. If they see that the change is genuine. Genuine change, yeah. You know, and I, I'm the same. Like, I, I can't see myself. Like, the other day, I thought about buying some merch. Some Hulk Hogan merch. I'm not even front. I saw it I saw it on um, Pro Wrestling Tees. He has some fire joints there. But then I thought to myself, after I heard what I heard, I thought to myself, I was like, yo, how do I look buying this guy's stuff? How do I look putting money in this dude's pocket after what he just said? I'm not going to repeat what he said. I'm pretty sure everybody heard it. I won't repeat it. There's no, there's no need for it. But I'm just very disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Because I, fed, I, I feel like us as kids was fed lies. Like, we're over here. I'm not going to say immortalizing, but we're over here, you know, admiring a dude that he didn't give two shits about us. Well, I honestly, I forgive him for it because you're living in a society today where, where you know this world is racist and, you know, your expectations of certain people and certain icons not being a certain way is you know, way too high, so... So, I knew he was capable, and people are capable of doing things like that, saying things like that, even when they don't mean it. Yeah. It was just like a spur-in-the-moment thing. You remember, he did grow up in the hood, and he was around black people. Yeah. And they used to call each other niggas all the time, just like we but, do when we were I know, but what, was, that, so, was that word really getting tossed around in the 70s like that, in the 60s? Um, no. Like, yo, like, what were black people being like, yo, hold up, my nigga? They were like, nah, my brother, what up, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that word nigga was being tossed around like that in the 60s and 70s. I really don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I didn't grow up there. I wasn't even a thought. I I was still swimming in my daddy's balls and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is. Like I said, man, like, you know, he created a lot of things. For wrestling and... Yeah, like, I don't... 
And I don't I, um, disagree with like as a person. Him in. As a person, he might be you know a racist or an asshole or whatever. But as a wrestler and things he did for wrestling, it's just crazy. And like you can't, you can't, you know, you can't just etch that Thank out. Thank you, Hollywood. You couldn't etch that out of history. Like I, if they put him in the Hall of Fame, cool. But I feel like he shouldn't be on TV. Don't put him on TV. Don't have him, you know. Bringing, bringing in the show, nothing like that. I feel like it, it shouldn't be there yet because he hasn't deserved that type that type of... Uh, exposure? Exposure, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, he hasn't deserved that yet. Like I say, he hasn't even known up to what, what he did wrong. What, He's what, just like, saying what, that it was a different time and it's not him. What How do, do we know that? What do you we want don't him know to that, do? nigga. What do you want him to do? Like, do you want <laughs> him... <laughs> You want him to go live on, on Raw and apologize to no. again? And, but he has to, you know? he doesn't have to do that because you know why? Because then that doesn't even seem genuine if you go on TV and do it. Do it behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing, be at what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Helping out the, the less fortunate and all that other stuff. Keep doing what you're doing. Make it seem genuine. Don't do it just because you want to get into the good graces of the company that made you who you are. Do it because it's genuine. If it's not genuine, live your life. You got money to live your life. You just want a lawsuit that's going to pay you over a hundred million dollars or something like that. Yeah. Just live your life then and do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? That That's what I got to say about that. We uh. still love you though, Hope. Oh, man. Hard for me to say that, bro. It's hard for me to say that. But... Another news. <laughs> um, former UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez has been, uh, what you call, has been training at the Performance Center. You know who's been training him? Who? Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley? Norman Smiley is one of the head trainers at, at NXT. What are you talking That's about? Dope. At the Performance Center. How dope is that? That's Norman dope. Smiley, my man. How dope is that? Awesome. Norman Smiley is one of like the top trainers right now in pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to us because what we've seen on WCW television. Ooh, yeah, of course. Holy shit. You know? <laughs> but it's awesome. And, you know, Kane Velasquez was talking about how he looks forward to being there, being at the Performance Center, training, and doing what he has to do because he's been a fan of this since a kid. Yeah. And he had sent out a tweet when he went to a elimination chamber. I think it was in February, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a tweet with him wearing the luchador mask. I've seen that, yeah, the event. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yo, Brock, I wouldn't mind taking another belt off of you." Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I I, I never knew he sent that out. I mean, we're talking five months later. Didn't even know he sent that out, but it was amazing. It would have been awesome if he would have been already training for a little while, and yeah. and that that would be the dude to take Brock Lesnar out of here. A surprise, not yeah, like a surprise like, thing, right? Yeah, like something like that. Or maybe he's been doing this for a while, and it's just and it just came out now. Who and, knows? And for him to do that, come to WWE and take Brock's belt, or just you know beat him. It's a great him story. Back to UFC. Because, that's a great story. Yeah, line. because he beat Brock in, the, in UFC yeah. for the for the heavyweight title. And that's what's best for business. Oh, but another thing off the rumor mill, they're talking about Styles and Samoa Joe. That would for be SummerSlam. awesome. 
I mean, they had great matches at uh, TNA. I could only imagine the matches they would have with this platform. You know, I mean, a lot of people hearing this, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, I think this is Samoa Joe's time. This is the guy to take it off Styles. If he's the guy to take it off Styles, like I said, he'll be a transitional champion. Yeah. That, that, I don't want to see Styles lose that title yet. I think that um, he should break some records. Yeah. And um, Emilio Sparks from WrestleRap said, and I, I agree with him, as long as Brock Lesnar has that universal title, they need AJ to have that championship. Yeah. That WWE championship because... To balance he's the, it out. Yeah, yeah, balance it out because he's the only thing that looks good with the belt. And for Brock to, like, yeah, not man. even be around, exactly. not even defended. They got to have something that has some type of sustainability. Some type of, like, you know... And he's on the cover of that WWE game. Clout. They need somebody with some clout. Yeah, and he got that WWE game cover. That's why. That's that's the face that runs the place right exactly. now. Exactly. You don't want no. Styles. Love it. I love AJ Styles as champion. I'm hoping if he does lose it... Let them carry it through Mania, man. Build, build somebody up and let them carry it through Mania. Because they could have... it. I mean, Daniel Bryan and The Miz don't have to battle with the championship there. The, the, the hatred between those two, they should have them do like a boiler room match or... Not even a boiler room match, you know what? Because I wouldn't even apply to them. But just let them have like a no-holds bar match. Yeah. They could go through the arena, go backstage, come back. They haven't done stuff like that in a minute. It's been a minute. Remember when Mankind and The Rock had a fight in an empty arena? And the shit was fire, bro. Yeah, man, that shit was dope. So that's the guy you need to build up right now, then, is Daniel Bryan. If anybody right now is going to... Not right now, but if anybody eventually is going to strip AJ Styles off that title, should be Daniel Bryan. Definitely should be that dude. I I agree with that too, you know. But it would have been great if Miz had the the money in the bank. So then, if Daniel Bryan would have won, you know what I'm saying? Then they could have they could have followed. That could have been an easy story for them to follow. Yeah, definitely. With him just cashing in on Daniel Bryan. But like I said before, I really don't think they need a title in order to make their feud great. What their feud is gonna do is just build up the next contender for AJ, which is Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Hopefully it is. Never know. Maybe they'll go with the Miz. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so... I mean, this week, I mean, there was a lot. I didn't want to go too crazy into the Hulk Hogan thing. You know, I think I just said my piece with that. You said yourself. And G1 has been great. The last couple of nights of the G1 tournament has been amazing. One of the standout matches to me, and it happened early, was uh, the Elgin-Evil match. That was a really good match. Elgin is looking great. I mean, he dropped down some pounds, and he's, he's, he leaned out, but he still looks like a horse. Like, he, he's brolic as a motherfucker, like always. They're all looking good, man. Yeah, S- man. Sonata's Nido, looking good. Yeah, Sonata's looking great. Tamatanga's even looking good. Tamatanga's looking like a leader right now. The only guy that hasn't been looking good, though, is Okada. He's been like 0-2, 0-3. I don't even know how many points he got right now, but I'm going to look Yo, into but that. But Jay White. Jay White's looking great. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do not 
understand the gimmick because me thinking of the Switchblade gimmick was supposed to be like this this crazy heel who's just like he can't he can't control himself you know like you know a lunatic and he didn't really go into that even with winning the US title he didn't really embrace that gimmick but I felt that with the match against Jay White he kind of embraced it but then it's just it's it's falling flat on me like that gimmick is just falling really flat on me and he's just being built crazy cuz he got what is that I think he has 6 points already yeah Jay, Jay White has 6 points already he's leading the, the block A Tom only has 2 points but he's still looking strong in what he's doing and the match actually it's tonight we're going if we're going with uh, Japanese time, it's tonight with him and Kenny Omega. That should be a great match. Yeah, going to be great. After we finish, uh, you know, recording this pod, we're going to have to go and uh, watch G1 tonight because that match is going to be beyond insane. Battle too much bad blood. Civil yeah. War. Yep, there's too much bad blood between those two, and I can't wait. I think, I think honestly, they... They're all going to come back together and stronger. And this is what Bullet Club needed was a civil war. Yeah. Definitely. Straighten everybody out. No little side teams. Just one whole Yeah, because, yo, to be honest. Faction. And it was funny. I forgot who pointed out on Twitter and I had retweeted it. Uh, this has been in the making for a while. Like, Dating back to like early being the elite. Yeah, when they started the elite. When, when it, you know, being the elite um, episodes, there was an episode where they were thinking about who to kill off next. Because yeah. how they killed off Adam, um, Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole. It was supposed to be Tama Tango, but it just ended up being a big hangover to him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's just like, you know, like stuff like that. I like how they played into it. Uh, off topic. The one wrestler I really cannot stand in this tournament, and I really do not get his gimmick. I hate it. Just don't like it whatsoever. Is Toru Yano? Mm. I I don't like it, man. <clears throat> he just seems like a Gilbert to me, bro. I I, I don't like it. Yeah, I really don't. He's one of I those. Don't like it. He's one of those wrestlers. Yeah, man. I mean, besides that, the G One tournament is definitely been overachieving. They had great matches, great matches coming along, especially that Okada J White match. I, I like the fact that Okada didn't lose clean. You know, there was a lot of uh, low blows and all that other stuff. I kind of like that because you know he's, he was only the champion for over two years. Crazy. You know what I mean? And they can't just let him lose clean to some dude that's just coming up like. Especially with Jay White, and they're still experimenting with him for for Okada not to lose clean. I think it was the best bet. He he vows to win it all. Yeah. Now, he yeah. said everything's changing around. He's gonna win it all. But then you know, so did Kenny Omega. He's tweeted saying that uh, he's gonna win the whole thing, and I think he can. And he's, what he's gonna face himself at, at Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know. Makes no sense. I never I never understood how they would put their champion in the tournament if the winner of this tournament is supposed to be the one to challenge the champion at Wrestle Kingdom. It made no sense to me. But it is what it is, you know. It is whatever the fuck, you know. 
But, yo, Shice, man, thank you for being here, taking taking over the realms while LP's on his excursion. My pleasure. You know what I'm saying? And it's always good to have family on the pod. Just talk the talk. Walk you already the walk. know. You know what I'm saying? So, is there anything else you want to say real quick before we uh tune out the listeners? No, man. I just keep watching the podcast. Keep hearing the podcast and... uh. You know, big things are coming for you guys, and yeah. Trying, trying, man. Hopefully the merch is coming soon. So, yeah, man. Go on to iTunes. Yes, go on to iTunes. Subscribe. Subscribe. Go to SoundCloud. Tweet. 20 by 20 podcast. Instagram it. Instagram. We're everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Facebook it. Facebook it. We're there as well. All right? So I hope you enjoy the show and we're just going to ride off with this little song that we got for you. Yeah. I'm going to put that motherfucking number. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spit on this shit. I'm going to put your pride. I don't got shit to prove, you know what I'm saying? Young old head nigga, rat. Rat ass nigga. I was, I was in the kitchen chopping plays. Oh, kitty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That rich pride, chicken coming in soft, get it hard fried. I just came to push out with the frog guys. Got that Afghani dope with the mob ties. Pop the block at your top, throw the block away. Beat the cages like I can be animated. I don't get shit for a pussy ass nigga, but why shit in yellow tape? I don't get shit for a pussy ass nigga, but knuckles and hot tips. I just put monkey nuts on my top of stick. Might just knock off an arm when that chopper hit. From my cousin the pack and he lost a brick. Cut that nigga off like he a nagging bitch. Got my house and my whip in your bitch. Drip on my neck and my wrist off that powder shit. Bands fully automatic. Chopper fully automatic. She gon' suck me off, it's automatic. You can wipe the hoe cause I done had it. And I ain't never had an OG, most of old head niggas ratty. Carolina Park Kane train, I'm the big Lord Bunny Rabbit. Bands fully automatic. Chopper fully automatic. She gon' suck me off, it's automatic. You can wipe the hoe cause I done had it. And I ain't never had an OG, most of old head niggas ratty. All the young niggas know me, and the gang gang got it tatted. Gang gang got it tatted. Set name got it tatted. Yeah, yo, got me fucking with the Maddox, spin the rappers, crack up in the plastic. Sent your bitch to shopping London, seven hour flight, the horn bring them back. Street sweeper got a heat seeker, push a pussy nigga off the planet. Oh God, show you niggas how to rob. I can shoot a nigga in the face and make the bomb. Knock him out his loop of time. Over 500 degrees when I cook a nigga. Fuck police as I go on the run for, but just let him book a nigga. Cop that new GGR report out the garage on you pussy nigga. Being fully automatic. Chopper fully automatic. She gon' suck me off, it's automatic. You can wipe the hoe cause I done had it And I ain't never had an OG Most of old head niggas ratty All the young niggas know me And the gang gang got it tatted Benz fully automatic Chopper fully automatic She gon' suck me off, it's automatic You can wipe the hoe cause I done had it And I ain't never had an OG Most of old head niggas ratty